lyrics meet us where we are in life. But sometimes we discover a second meaning in a lyric. And when we do, bam! Hi, I'm Ted Canova, and welcome back to my podcast, That One Lyric, which we know is more than just a lyric. It often shapes our life. Last episode, we heard how a lyric saved a life. Jeff was deathly ill with COVID and turned to that one lyric from Springsteen's No Surrender that reminds us that no matter our age, youth is there waiting for us. We really do need to hold on to that spirit of youth and your idealism because the world is gonna beat you down and you have to hold on anyway. One way to hold on to that idealism is to get lost in the book Renegades, born in the USA with Bruce and Barack Obama. And it could be yours by winning our raffle. Just stay tuned to the end of this episode to learn how to enter. Now on to this episode. Let's meet Alec, who chose that one lyric from a Springsteen song with a double meaning for a father with a double life, both stolen away too soon. Alec, it's great to finally, finally meet you. How are you today? I'm good, Ted. How about yourself? I'm well. I say finally, finally, because Alec, you were one of our first listeners when we debuted this podcast. And I just want to say I really appreciate you being a part of that one lyric community. I appreciate being a part of it and I appreciate what you do. I love the podcast and got my hat from earlier. Oh, yes. Alec was one of our first raffle winners. It's good to see you wearing that hat. On this day we're recording, it's a very special day in your life. It would have been your father's 76th birthday. I'm still going to say is. What is his name? Joseph. What does it mean to be talking on this podcast on his birthday? It means a lot, actually. It's been 20 years almost since he died. So I think this one hit different anyway. So to be able to talk about him on your podcast, especially with this song that I've been listening to, usually on Father's Day or sometimes on his birthday or sometimes on the date that he died. It means a lot because this song kept me connected to him in some weird way. Well, I don't think it's a weird way. I'd like to think that lyrics are a beautiful way to stay connected to him. So Alec, as I ask each guest right off the top, what was your first exposure to the music of Bruce Springsteen? I guess the first exposure would be being a four-year-old kid. I grew up in Miami, but before we moved to Miami, we lived in Long Island. And I don't fully remember this as much as I've been told. I used to walk around the house with a fake kind of bandana on my head doing the Born in the USA chorus. That song really hit me and seeing this awesome, powerful man on stage, I guess must've really influenced me. I didn't grow up with Bruce Springsteen the way people before me did because he took the break. By the time I'm eight years old, they're not even together anymore at the E Street Band for a while. But that time period just kept his music with me enough that I was able to follow him and kind of stick with him through the quiet period. Or, you know, even in the 90s when you put out like a single here or there, but it all stemmed from 1984, I guess. Well, let me ask you something. You're eight when he took the break. At what age did you start, what, going into the back catalog? Obviously born to run, but did you go even before that as an 8, 12, 17-year-old? No, I think my sister may have had the Born in the USA record. And I remember the Tunnel of Love singles. I remember Human Touch, the music video. I just want someone to talk to and a little of that human touch. I was bruised and battered, I could. Streets of Philadelphia was really a big song that I love. Unrecognizable to myself. And I still love. And Secret Garden, obviously. Because those were more like when I was a teenager and can kind of have more choices over the music that I would listen to or even purchase. 
the first thing I bought was probably the Greatest Hits album. Wait a minute, he had a bunch of music before. I don't even know if I knew what Born to Run was, which I, I don't know how that's possible, but it wasn't exactly getting radio play. And I remember hearing it for the first time and thinking, holy crap, I've never heard anything like that. Like the perfect mix of everything. So that was when it really started. And then it took hold even deeper, maybe about 2007 range. I love that, that Born to Run was, quote, the perfect mix of everything. <laughs> so how many times have you seen Bruce? You, you mentioned that you really got into him in 07. So are we talking the Magic Tour? Yes. My wife basically said, okay, you've always liked his music. I've never been to a concert of anybody. She goes, you're going to see Bruce. He was coming to us in 08. It actually got postponed because of Danny's death. So it was supposed to be a Saturday night. It ended up being a Wednesday night, but we went. It was amazing. They played the alternate Blood Brothers to open up, which I think they've only played once. He was all over the place, set list-wise, in a good way. We're honored to have on our stage from the birds, Mr. Roger McGuinn. Roger McGuinn was there for the encore. They did two songs. Turn, turn, turn to Mr. Tambourine Man, which was kind of cool. Oh my God, what amazing show. I saw Jungle Land my first show. Like I didn't realize how good and lost in the flood. Oh <laughs> I didn't gosh. realize how lucky I was, you know. <laughs> I guess I was already converted, but even more so. And my wife, after that, she was addicted to the point that it's probably thanks to her that we've been to so many more concerts. This is kind of crazy. I've seen him 65 times. Oh wow. The working on the dream and wrecking ball tour before we had kids, we kind of just said instead of going on vacations or whatever, we save up our money and we're going to go chase Bruce. I think you're putting a big smile on the face of all of our listeners that you and your wife, and she's not Mary or Wendy, but what is her name? Tiffany. You could just imagine you guys going on road trips and just seeing the future with optimism. To bring it full circle, we were at the Tampa show with our kids. Opening night. I was there too. Oh, yeah. We went with our nine and six-year-old. They've been hearing Bruce their whole life. We thought they might as well see him too. Alec, was that their first Bruce show at nine and six? Yes. Oh, my God. Opening night for this tour. Well done, Dad. Thank you. You know, Alec, we have not even talked about not just that one lyric, but what song that one lyric is from. So why don't you tell me what song did you choose to talk about that one lyric? I chose Walk Like a Man off the Tunnel Love album. I remember our fear and felt on Bruce is known for his songs about his father being angry, even though like, there's Independence Day, which I think is actually one of the sweetest songs you can write about your dad in some ways. But then this song kind of brings it to a, a whole nother level that he's looking at his father from different perspective than he ever had before. He's looking at his father's perspective from that of a man who's about to get married. I'm assuming he's in his mid to late 30s at that point, and he can see and understand his father maybe differently than he could when he was younger and he had all the justified anger, but anger nonetheless. I think it's a song about trying to view your father through a, maybe a more fair lens than any of us view our parents. There are superheroes and then there also are disappointments in some way because they're not superheroes. You know, they're human. And when you find out your parents are human, sometimes maybe it's a, a hard pill to swallow. And obviously in his case, he dealt with a lot of issues with his dad. All right, Alec, what is that one lyric you'd like to talk about from Walk Like a Man? Well, I was young and I didn't know what to do when I saw your best steps stolen away from you. Now I'll do what I can. I'll walk like a man. Well, I was young and I didn't know what to do when I saw your best steps stolen away 
As we celebrate Joseph's birthday, what does that lyric mean to you? My dad died of congestive heart failure. It kind of came out of nowhere in early 2003. He actually spent a lot of the last few months of his life in and out of the hospital surgeries. And he was, you know, he was only 56 years old at the time. So, you know, he was a teacher his whole life, dedicated to teaching. And I don't think he ever would have stopped. To me, his best steps were stolen away from him in that sense, because it went from working all the time to dying on the operating table. It just didn't seem fair. And to be honest with you, that line has a double meaning to me because I guess to understand my father a bit more, my parents divorced when I was eight and my father was gay. A lot of the time he spent prior to leaving, he was somewhat living a lie or maybe certainly not being his truest version of himself, which didn't always come out that great with other people. It could be really difficult and scary at times. And so I think even that best step stolen away from you. He never got to be his full self, at least not at that point in his life. And so it helped me give him grace for the times before he left when maybe he didn't do the best things for my mom, myself, my siblings. That line resonated with me, I think, because I saw his best step stolen away from him twice in some ways. Saw a man who had to figure himself out in a world that wasn't ready for what he was. And of course, I probably wouldn't be here (laughs) and my siblings wouldn't be here had he had a different situation. So I guess I can't be too angry about that. But, you know, it, it took something out of him that he never fully got back. And then obviously secondary when he's older and we're closer in a different way and he's trying to mend fences with other people in the family and it looks like there's hope. And then all of a sudden, instead he's dying and um, he doesn't get a chance to do some of those things. So it's one of my favorite lines that Bruce has ever done because for me, there's no better way to express how I feel about my father because for whatever differences or conflicts we may have had, which, which weren't many, I always looked to him in certain ways, especially as a kid, even the first line, you know, chasing your footsteps in the sand. We're all doing that. That's who we know. Not many artists can get there and summarize so much about what it is to be a son or at the same time to give the father the grace that we really don't always give our parents. We expect so much out of them. For, you know, rightfully so in some ways, but it's a brilliant song and I'll be forever thankful to Bruce that I can listen to this song every Father's Day or my dad's birthday. And I feel like just for those four minutes, I'm just a little closer to him, you know. I'm riveted, Alec. Usually I'm leaning forward and can't wait to interrupt and give my view. And I think we're just listening like, tell me more. <laughs> it's interesting, right? The grace that you have with the conflict that your dad conceivably had being gay getting divorced, having kids. We've learned that as our parents get older, though, that they're not really one-dimensional, that they all have some dimensions, and and we sometimes struggle with them being mortal. And yeah. You dealt with divorce at eight. I dealt with the death of a father at nine. Oh. Your dad died at 56, and my dad died at 62. So we hold them up as perfect, and when we start to see their layers of imperfection, it might give us grace as, as us being fathers now, <laughs> that yeah. hopefully our kids will look at us that way one day, maybe. That's the goal, right? <laughs> or the is. hope, I should say. Yeah. Let me ask you something. I'm really curious. Did you discover this lyric while your dad was still alive? I wish I could say yes, but no, I didn't hear it until 2008, five years after he died. So five years after he died, another maybe two decades after he came out, do you remember the moment it clicked? the phrase best step stolen away and you had a double meaning of him coming out and also being dead maybe 2011 or so i said i think i'm gonna listen to this on father's day for whatever reason i knew it was a father's song and i put it on and i was walking by myself i honestly started crying generally what i do is every year i (laughs) on father's day i walk or drive somewhere by myself listen to the song and 
I get my my cry out for that for that year, I guess, for for my father. Not saying that you know you can't cry other times of the year for it, but that's like a scheduled one. <laughs> but that was the first time, yeah, when I heard that last part, it really clicked for me. Like, okay, this isn't just about Bruce's dad. This is about my dad too. But when he died, we were as close as we'd ever been. Wow. I would have loved to have had a song to think of. I think it would have helped me grieve better, to be honest with you. That was probably the roughest part of my life. Definitely at that time, the 23. Now I'm hearing your dad died in nine. That's even worse. Yeah. It's always bad, by the way. It is. There's no good age to lose a parent. The stolen away always meant different things because I, definitely he, he died too soon. And so, you know, you can use it there. But I always tried to understand his pain, even as a kid. But this helped me in a more meaningful way to understand. You know, the last part of the lyric that you chose, now I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. I'll walk like He's almost acknowledging, I'll do the best I can. It's like, I'll do what I can. It's not a guarantee. And it's certainly not an acknowledgement that he can ever be perfect, but it's just a life's journey of being better. I love that about it too, because it's not matter of fact. It's I'll just, I'll do what I can. I'll try my best. I mean, that's all any of us can do. And in fact, that's what my father was doing too. Uh, he was doing the best he could. So it is a beautiful way to end it. Wow. Alec, this has been such a meaningful episode for me. I didn't know much about you. I know you've been on set lusting Bruce with our friend, Jesse Jackson. Yeah. And I've listened to that episode, but to see you as a man who's a father, with a lovely wife who went on tour with Bruce, so to speak, <laughs> and to see the journey that you're taking as a father and to see the correlations with this song, it's just beautiful. And I really appreciate you opening up and, and sharing such a poignant, emotional, powerful message with us, especially on Joseph, your dad's 76th birthday. So thank you for being on that one lyric. Thank you for having me, especially letting me uh, have this therapy on, on this day. And, uh, and thanks for everything you do. I really do love hearing everybody's favorite lyric on your podcast and, and hearing them talk about it. I look forward to it every time. Thank you, Alec. Really appreciate it. I remember We started this episode talking about a lyric with a double meaning, but I wonder if Alec realizes that his lyric has three meanings, two for his dad and a third for himself. When Alec takes those emotional walks thinking about his father, he too walks like a man. You don't have to be a guest on this podcast to get our merch. Check out our t-shirts and hats at thatonelyric.com. And while you're there, click on the review section. Leave yours and you'll automatically be entered into a drawing for the book Renegades Born in the USA with Bruce and Barack Obama. Also, click the follow button on your podcast channel so you never miss an episode. And please keep sharing our podcast with your friends and fellow fans. Yes, some may roll their eyes that we can actually talk about one lyric, but who cares? We're not apologizing for our fandom. I'm glad you joined me, that you're part of our community, and that you enjoyed that one lyric. I'm Ted Canova. Remember, music makes it all better. See you next time. So happy again. Yeah, handsome groom and his bride. As they step through that long black limousine for their mystery ride. But an ideal step away from me. And along at the altar I I watch my bride coming down the aisle and break with a string. Walk like a man.
Walk like 